Welcome everybody to It's On with Vin and Dom. I'm your host Vince Riccio and I'm here with my tag team partner Dom Camisso. And, uh, Hi everybody, how we doing? How we doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing Dom? Good, good. How was your day today? What you doing? Um, you know what? I, I worked. Uh, yeah. you know, put in the hours and then uh, you know I spent a little bit of time preparing for this podcast. Anything, anything funny from today that we could share? Um, no, but, um, uh, what I will tell the people listening, uh, is that, uh, I called you my tag team partner because today's episode is uh, on wrestling and yeah. for those people watching on YouTube, uh, and those people listening, I guess, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you right now, Dom is wearing, tell them what you're wearing, Dom. Maybe, maybe show the, the audience what you're wearing. My favorite wrestling shirt. Austin 316, baby. Austin yeah, 316. The official one, but she's she's kind of fading. I might have to order another one. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's my Austin 316 shirt. I love it. Deadly. Uh, and for those people watching, I'm wearing my uh, my NWO hat. Um, I was once a WCW fan back in the day. And I'm wearing my, uh, I'll flip the camera down here. I'm wearing my Matt Hardy Delete t-shirt for this podcast. Hey, who got you that hat? You know what? You did. You did that, Dom. You got that that hat for me back in the day. You also Describe got me a T-shirt as well. Describe what the hat is. Uh, it's an NWO black and white uh, NWO hat uh, because we yeah. all know that the uh, NWO original was was the best iteration of that that um, faction wrestling another, faction. But another story I just remembered about the NWO when we used to play No Mercy with the boys back in the day. Uh, me and Vin would get together before uh, the other guys would come over, and uh, with our created character, we would put on the NBO <laughs> NWO uh, black and white shirt without them knowing, and then we'd enter the game. And Vin and Dom had an NWO shirt on, and we joined the NWO without telling anybody. That's right. We were, uh, yeah, we were a faction. We were a faction. We felt like we were part of the NWO when we played those those wrestling <laughs> video games. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, today's episode is on wrestling. Uh, we talked a little bit about wrestling in our first podcast, and I think it's probably the the best place to start because I feel like wrestling podcasts are what got us into the podcast listening to back in the day, yeah. um, and it's a, a subject that is totally um, passionate uh, amongst myself and, and you, and uh, we could talk a little bit about how we became wrestling fans, really. Uh, and I'm going to throw that question to you, Dom. How did you become a wrestling fan? I think, I don't remember the exact year or even like the exact match, but my cousin Evan, older cousin, definitely got me into it. I honestly think it was uh, going to his house and he had uh, a huge collection of wrestling toys. And I think just playing with the wrestling toys got me interested. He had the ring, the Titan Tron all that and um even like the old school ones like i remember he had like the old 80s like hogan uh andre like really cool looking uh actually like the first first ones i, I think he still has them too i gotta ask him that'd be that'd be actually cool to check those out but um yeah and then um starting to watch it and when we started to watch it it was through the attitude era so we were pretty lucky enough to live through that um it was probably watching at a young uh uh too young of an age of uh should, should not have been watching a lot of the 
program that uh, was going on then, you know, with um, a lot of the match types and uh, the ladies on there. But um, I feel like it was uh, it was a big part of our life. And uh, yeah, I feel like if you did watch it during that time, it hasn't, you know, it's hard. It's hard to still find wrestling that's similar to that. For sure. Um, it, yeah. It's very interesting. You so said you shouldn't have been watching it. Uh, I just have, I have my notes here. The Attitude Era took place from 1997 to 2002. So, Dom, you would had you started watching at the beginning of the Attitude Era, you'd have been a, a tender age of five years old. Um, and like honestly, I'm pretty sure we were. Like, right? Like we were watching that. <laughs> yeah, I and and I'll get to it a little bit later. But uh, I kind of started watching towards the tail end of the Attitude Era. Um, I, I wasn't there kind of for the beginning of it, but, um, you know, through YouTube and stuff like that, I know all about it. Um, but yes, you're right. We did, we did live through, we did live through probably the greatest area era, one of the greatest eras of wrestling and that being the attitude era. Do you remember how you first got into it, Ben? The moment? Yeah. So, um, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, uh, again, big shout out to my boy. Uh, I don't know where he is. He moved away. Oh, yeah. My boy, Tyler. My boy Tyler Cook lived across the street. Um, he invited me over to watch the Bash at the Beach pay-per-view in 1998. Um, and that was the pay-per-view where uh, Dennis Rodman fought Carl Malone, two basketball players. I believe uh, one was teamed with Hogan. I believe it was Rodman and Hogan versus Malone and DDP. And um, this is a, a time when... Um, when WCW was, was killing it, it was on TBS Superstation on Channel 46. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, but Ted it, Yeah, Ted Turner. Yeah, TBS. Uh, every yeah. Monday night, Monday Nitro, and uh, they had Thursday Night Thunder. I remember watching movies and always seeing commercials. And so uh, Bash at the Beach was really kind of my first experience with, um, with wrestling and, and remembering wrestling. Um, also, I, I did a little research here on that pay-per-view. Um, also on the card, Rey Mysterio versus Y2J. Uh, before he was Y2J, just Chris Jericho. Uh, Rey took that match. I was a big Rey Mysterio fan. And I was also a big Disco Inferno fan. And he lost that match to uh, to Conan. Um, and so I knew about these guys um, a little bit later on after watching Bash at the Beach. I would rent out uh, WCW versus NWO for the N64. And that's kind of how I got into um, into WCW. Um, but after that, I, I kind of stopped watching a little bit. This would have been 98. And I kind of found wrestling again back in 2000. So there was a little bit of a gap between 98 and, and 2000, where uh, around 2000, uh, summer of 2000 would have been uh, July. Yeah, beginning of July, end of June, beginning of July. I was going into grade six. I was in the fifth grade and I bought the game WrestleMania 2000. And that's really my first intro to uh, WWF. And I, I went with it like full blown. I got totally immersed in it. Uh, I think with any video game, you, you know, you start playing it, you start learning who the wrestlers are, you start learning, you know, the, the characters. And I started watching Monday Night Raw. It was summertime, so I could stay up and, and watch it on Monday night. Unfortunately, we didn't have... On cable, they weren't playing SmackDown. Uh, we only got to watch Ross. I only kind of got half the storylines, but uh, I totally immersed myself in it. And that that game, WrestleMania 2000, uh, I went full blown WWF at the time, and uh, that is, like I said, the kind of the tail end of the Attitude Era. 
2000 uh, to 2002, it, it was, you know, the, ad, the end of the Attitude Era. So that's kind of where I got into it. So that's how I became a wrestling fan. Like I said, I, I started at WCW and now I'm full-blown WWF fan. Um, I don't know about now as an adult, but definitely as a, as a 12, 13-year-old, 11-year-old, I guess at the time, was definitely a WWF fan. Uh-huh. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to put it to you, Dom. I mean, we were pretty young when all this happened. There's some stuff we remember. There's some stuff we definitely forget. Uh, but what do you remember about growing up a wrestling fan, um, around that time? Like I said, if you started watching the Attitude Era at five, that would have been 97. Attitude Era ended at, you know, 2002. Um, what do you remember what are your fondest memories of that era growing up a wrestling fan? Uh, my fondest memories, I'd say, were uh, just being so excited to turn it turn into or tune into Raw every Monday. I didn't do the whole flick back and forth between Nitro and uh, Raw too often. Like sometimes we did, but I was so immersed in just the characters and just to see what would happen next because they were obviously trying to top each other. Uh, WWF and WCW, but yeah, I didn't spend too much time watching Nitro. I know there was a lot of good stuff going on there with like, yeah, especially the cruiserweights like Eddie, Ray, and Jericho and Malenko, and and then all like the big crazy stuff with Hogan, Nash, and Paul, just them running running the show pretty much with Bischoff. But yeah, I was right into WWF, and I remember trying to. Uh, obviously you guys were into it everyone on our in our neighborhood we were all diehard wwf fans and super into it but whenever i went to school there was nobody really my age that was watching it so i couldn't really go there and uh chat about it with them and i would try to get other kids to watch it and and just go home and, and try to convince their parents to watch it but um i remember like brit i remember brit trying to watch it like one of our my childhood friends and uh, he'd come back to school the next day on Tuesday and be like, hey, man, like, my mom wouldn't let me watch that. <laughs> she must have saw something that was a little bit too wild. But um, it was insane. Every week you tuned, you tuned in, it was something new, something different. They were literally just doing whatever they can to get the ratings. Whether it was Austin with the, uh, the beer truck, um, DX rolling into Nitro um, on the tank. Uh, yeah, whatever. It was it was the best, and um, and then we'd get together. I remember us. We'd we'd all get together to watch the pay per views, and the pay per views were actually just stacked from top to bottom. There was no like gimmick. Ma- there, were, there was obviously gimmicky matches, or, but I wouldn't say they were like terrible or anything. At least they were entertaining. I feel like now it's kind of you always kind of watch a pay per view and it's wait kind of wait until the end to see what's going to happen. Hopefully it all pays off. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But back then, the entire card was just stacked. And it was awesome. And the whole month of watching Raw would lead to that pay-per-view. They'd have the sickest um, uh, promos, like uh, trailers for the pay-per-views with the, with the music, whatever. And, um, yeah, it was a blast. It's funny you said I'm writing some down so I don't forget. So, um, yeah, definitely pay-per-views. Um, I remember we talked about it last podcast. We get the pay-per-views on American satellite, even though we were living in Canada. And I remember the, the satellites always get kind of dinged at that time and your pay-per-view yeah. would cut out. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, watching Raw, Monday Night Raw, 
uh, was super exciting and it was something we always looked forward to. And, and you're right. And, and you know, I know you said that some of your buddies they did, at, at school, you tried getting them to watch it and, and they weren't really into it. You know, I had very few buddies at school that were into wrestling. A lot of them, you know, they were, they weren't really into it because, you know, they knew it was, you know, they knew it was fake and, and whatnot, but I just felt like Monday Night Raw would always pump you up and, and get you excited. And I remember, um, always recording it on VHS so that I could watch it and go back and watch in case I had to go to bed or whatever. Cause it would end, you know, around 11, 1130 at night. So at that time I was recording them on, on VHS. Um, but it was the pay-per-views that, re that really amped me up. And I, I have a couple things written down here uh, and, and maybe we'll talk about it. But a lot of uh, that attitude there, I remember bu actually buying like pay-per-views that had passed. I remember going to yeah. a store called Zellers uh, here in Canada and I remember going in there and buying pay-per-views, you know, years after they happened. And I would totally just watch things that happened, like, you know, earlier on in the Attitude Era because I just, I didn't care. Like, it didn't matter. The storylines didn't matter to me. Like, I just wanted to watch wrestling. And I just, you know, I didn't know. It was before the dawn of the internet. So, you know, I couldn't go up and Google, hey, what happened at No Mercy 99? Uh, it was, you know, I had no idea. I'd pop it in the VHS and I just watch it, and I just be totally into it, and it, it didn't matter. I didn't know what the storylines were going on. I just wanted to watch wrestling, and you know, I looked up to these guys. A lot of the guys that I you know I was watching on Monday Night Raw, you know, the Hardy Boys in particular. Like I'd look at these guys, and I'd be like, man, I want to be these guys. Like I want the long hair. I want to, you know, I'd show up to school. I'd show up to. I think my sixth grade picture. I'm wearing this white T-shirt or white polo. I'm wearing black jeans with the, you know, with the, the, the white stitching and I got this belt with like the, the steel, the steel holes. You know what I'm talking about? You know how Hardy boys oh, yeah. used to dress? I like looked up to these guys. Like I was they so were, into them. I was like, like, they were like flood jeans. Yeah. Like flood jeans, you know, the wide bottoms and yeah. you know, I'm dressing up. I'm going to, I'm going to school sixth grade. Like it's probably no wonder I, I couldn't pick up ladies back then. I'm, I'm trying to dress like the Hardy Boys, you know, these, these, you know, these wrestlers, these emo wrestlers, these goth wrestlers, you know, hanging out with a vampire, like, but that's what I wanted to be. That's, that, that's the, you know, I was totally into wrestling at the time. And, and so I was a huge fan of the Hardy Boys. That's why I'm wearing my Matt Hardy shirt today. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's totally what I remember is, is those pay-per-views and, and buying pay-per-views. Uh, I got a question for you, Dom. I, I talk, I'm talking about the Hardys being, you know, specifically Matt Hardy being my favorite. And I know me and you used to pretend to be the Hardy boys. You know, you were Jeff, the younger brother. I was Matt. Anytime we fake wrestled, we were the Hardy boys. Is there any other wrestlers that kind of stand out to you in that era that were, were your favorite? Um, aside from maybe the Hardy boys. I don't even know if the Hardy boys were your favorite. But uh, no. you know, who, who yeah. are some people that, that you really, like, really got into their character? Jeff was the best um, for especially with the tag teams when when they were doing the, the TLC with um, the Hardys, the Devon or the uh, the Dudleys and um, Edgy Christian. That was just the best, and I don't even know if they've talked that since with tag team wrestling. I mean, now it's pretty wild uh, what they got going on with on AEW and all that. But just to see it first time, they, they were they were making new new waves and yeah they were killing it but jeff jeff was great like between uh for tay team I, I think jeff was my guy um but yeah i was a big hbk fan when i first started watching wrestling hbk was like my guy 
showstopper. Um, I remember seeing, I don't know if I saw it. I, I guess I didn't, I probably didn't see it live because I was too young. Maybe it was just a tape. But that first ladder match with HBK and uh, Scott Hall um, was amazing. Like to see that was crazy. Um, and then just to watch his career, like with him retiring with The Undertaker, that match was crazy. Um, and then they ran it back for the second one. It was just as good or if not better. Um, I did like the whole DX. I was right into that. Um, once Sean went away to take some time off, Triple H was awesome. Loved him. But uh, Stone Cold was my guy, I'd say. I'd say Stone Cold. I mean, the whole feud with Vince McMahon, it could be like the best feud ever, right? Sure. But um, yeah, he's, whether, it, like I said, the beer truck, um, the grocery store fight with Booker T. Um, <laughs> and then even just, like, those are all obviously gimmicky stuff, but... Um, or man, when he when he threw the rocks belt in the water and the rocks just like <laughs> freaking out, uh, that was great. Um, oh, but um, yeah, yeah. But then whenever you knew he stepped into the ring, he was gonna give it a hundred and ten percent. Came back from a broken neck, was still just killing it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd say it's Stone Cold, HBK, Triple H. But then you just start thinking about it. It's crazy. Then you got uh, Mick Foley, who's falling off the hell in a cell from Undertaker, and he's he's insane. And then all of a sudden, he's Dude Love, and he's Cactus Jack. <laughs> so yeah, um, just there were so many. It's hard to pick one. For sure. I, yeah, I yeah. totally agree with you on that DX thing. I, you know what? It, it was like a. It was almost like a DX versus NWO thing. It was like yeah. a an us versus them, or a W. You know what I mean? Like you kind of got immersed. Like what side of the? You know, are you a WWF fan and are you a DX fan? Or are you a WCW and an NWO fan? And I felt like having those factions uh, totally made the wrestling. And, and uh, you know, I have it written down here. Um, X Pac was one of my favorites. I loved X Pac. I don't know why. It was always the smaller guys that I was always a fan. Of. I was always, always a fan more, of the underdogs. More relatable, right? Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, like, like dudes. Yeah, but, yeah, totally. Underdog, X Pac's killing it. Bronco yeah. Boston. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he just had like these, you know, like you know, he was more agile. You know, these big guys, big muscles. Yeah, it's fun to watch them. It's fun to see them scrap. But it was always like the the Jerichos, the the Hardys, the X Packs that I was always a fan of. And and X Pack kind of to me kind of summarized like DX. Like you know, here are these renegades. You know, they got he's got the headband. He's got the rocker hair. So he was he was for sure one of the ones that kind of sticks out to me in that era. Like I said, the Hardy Boys, I was a huge fan. Uh, also a fan of Jericho. Again, I like the guys that nobody liked. Like, I like, like, you know, people are, I remember WrestleMania X8, um, WrestleMania 18, or Triple H and Jericho, and I just feel like nobody ever wanted Jericho to win. Like, he was always the yeah. guy that, that nobody, nobody liked him. You know, he came over from the dark side. He was and, so new, right? Because the guy yeah. was always, was always the, the big, good-looking Jack, Jack dude that's going to carry the strap. And then these new guys come in, like Jericho. He's the first undisputed champion, but he didn't. It, it seemed like he never got the credit he really deserved until you know later on. Yeah. People like, wow, this guy's actually amazing, and he's good in the ring. He's good on the mic. He's it's Jericho. He's, he's the man. And that's the thing about that era is that you needed to be good on the mic, and and that I think that's what kind of gravitates me towards people like Jericho, people like The Rock. You know, they grab the mic, and and, and the people that even kind of trailblaze before them. The you know, the Hogan's or the Warriors, the Macho Man's, you know, we don't see that in, in wrestling anymore, really. I mean, it's all scripted, right? But back then, these guys are going off the cusp. They're they're cutting these promos. You know, I always think of that one, uh, 
you know, the one where Stone Cold's playing the guitar, you know, Kumbaya, you know, just stuff like that, like just like crazy stuff or the the one, I think it's The Rock and Kane and they're talking and the Kane, and Kane goes like, you know, the millions and millions and, you know, to see Kane do that, it's like, oh man, this is like, this is funny, like this is good yeah. stuff. Um, and, and The Rock, I think, was just a great kind of person on the mic and, and you see that in his acting now. I mean, it, it definitely went a long way, but I just felt like, you know, it was just so great to just see him on the mic and just kill it. It was, uh, it was awesome. And you, you, we all knew it was not, um, not, not saying, you know, it's all just fake. Like they're obviously taking real bumps and all that, but we knew they weren't actually trying to kill each other in there. Yeah. But, um, they definitely were trying to get a one up on each other because everybody wanted to be the guy. It's like, now you don't, it doesn't really seem like that. You know, like everybody's pretty, it just seems like it's more buddy, buddy back then. And I couldn't imagine what the locker room was like. Like yeah. if you, you know, it must've been pretty hostile, especially a new guy like Jericho coming in. That's why he got that treatment coming from WCW. Like he wasn't a original, you know, guy, even though he obviously became a, a WWE guy. But at the time it was, you know, he kind of seemed like, a, like everyone probably in the locker room looked at him like an enemy, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, it must have been so hostile. Um, everybody, you know, you could only trust a few people and you'll do whatever it takes to get to the top, whether you got to bury somebody, whatever. And they were doing it. So it was, you never knew what was going to happen. Yeah, you definitely had to kind of, you had to put in the work and kind of, you know, show, you know, show them that you could, you could cut it in, in that industry. And I think that's why there were so many top guys that were champ in that era. Uh, before we get into maybe some of our favorite champs, uh, or some of our, yeah, some of our favorite champs. Is there any pay-per-views that stick out to you in your mind that you just like, oh, I just remember this, this sticks out in my mind, this match, maybe this this card? Um, the SummerSlam, was it SummerSlam? I think it was SummerSlam, this is a little bit after. SummerSlam 2000? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, ha I have that right here, SummerSlam 2000. We watched it at Jeremy's, Jeremy's house, yes. I'll never forget that. That's it number one on my list. Yeah, right? Like... You know, there's obviously other pay-per-views. Like, we'd always love watching Royal Rumbles. Like, any Rumble is, is awesome. You never know. You get the surprise coming in. Um, and WrestleMania. Like, WrestleMania X8, I know it doesn't go down as, like, the best one. But for it to be in Toronto and us being from Thunder Bay, like, we, at, for some reason, felt a pretty cool connection to it. Um, and, yeah, that Triple H Jericho match. Yeah. Um, and The Rock and, and Hogan going at it. Yes. Yeah, it was just... Uh, you, something you don't forget once once in a lifetime type thing yeah um, for sure yeah there were so many like you, you could go back and literally just watch any anything within during the, that time period and it's it's going to be a banger it, it's yeah. funny you say SummerSlam 2000 because that and and watching it at the at, at Jeremy and Paul's house um, yeah. because that that to me sticks out in my mind as as you know that was a day we had a blast watching. We I remember we watched it the next day. I think we had I think Jeremy had taped it. We watched it. It was like a Monday in the summertime. You know, we we're almost ready to go back to school. You know, we're going. I think I'm going into the sixth grade. You're going into third grade, maybe. And I, I just how do you remember it that vividly? Like that's crazy. I remember and I remember it vividly because that's the match where Shane O'Mac fought Steve Blackman. And yeah. they went off the Titan Tron and I just yeah. being I remember being like an eleven year old kid being like, Oh my god, like I've seen ladder matches, but here is Steve Blackman and Shane O'Mac jumping, you know, fifty feet out of the air into some, yeah. you know, some mat. But we didn't know there was like a mat there. Like we thought like 
oh my god, like he's got to be dead. Like I just remember that so vividly. Yeah. And that, that Shane be- ever do anything that crazy before that time? I don't. Remember. I don't think so. I don't think so because I think Helena Helena Cell. Helena Cell a couple years like prior, I think it was like '98. That that Mankind Undertaker thing, like I think that kind of set the bar of like craziness. And I just remember watching that like after the fact. Like I I wasn't a wrestling fan when that happened. I remember like reading Mick Foley's book, like you know, as a 12 year old, and being like, "Oh, this happened." And then I mean, the internet, I mean, wasn't as advanced. We didn't have YouTube. Like you couldn't just go and 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 watch these things on you know at a at a flip of a dime. You had to watch it like you had to go buy the pay-per-view like on dvd or um or on on vhs or you had to like i don't know like watch it in wrestling highlights or something like that or they would show it like you know on other pay-per-views man also the first tlc the first tlc yeah that's huge crazy yeah insane yeah yeah that was uh that was also i'd say i think SummerSlam 2000 that was the dudley's uh edging christian and uh the hardy boys uh, and that uh, it's it's um, kind of segueing into this. I remember vividly buying No Mercy 1999 at Zellers um, after I became a wrestling fan and not knowing what happened. And that was one of the first ladder match tag team ladder matches between the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. And that's the one where they had the the sack of money and Jeff kind of grabbed it and fell off. That is a pay-per-view that sticks out in my mind just because like I said, I was a huge Hardy boys fan as well as, as you mentioned, WrestleMania X eight, WrestleMania 18 being in, in sky dome, uh, was, it was a huge deal. And that rock Hogan match was so deadly. It was so awesome to watch. Like, you know, the greatest guy, at least in my eyes, the greatest guy of that generation versus Hogan, the greatest guy of his generation go toe to toe, I know it's scripted, but like they just put on a show. I honestly think it should have been the last match of the night. Like mm-hmm. people, people were were jacked about that match. Like people were stoked. Uh, and I know Hogan was past his prime then, but you know to see them, you know, kind of, you know, perform. I, I think that's yeah. that's one of the one of the one of my favorite matches at least. And I'm pretty sure I, I watched something recently about that match. Um, the Brock didn't know going into it whether he was going to win or not, whether the Hogan was going to give him the give him the W or not. Okay. And they he and 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 I actually think he let the Rock call it the match too. I think he said, "Give me the." Uh, what did he say? Was he going to give him the leg drop? Or I can't remember what he said. I, I think I remember hearing something like that where he he yeah. let him do his thing and then, which is huge. Like Hogan's notoriously known as you know kind of running the show. And, uh, you know, protecting his character, which, you know, he's extremely successful, right? Rightfully so. It's Hulk Hogan. But for him to give that to the Brock was, was pretty special. For sure. Yeah. One other pay-per-view that sticks out in my mind is the invasion angle. And yeah. that happened in July 2001. Here is a, and again, I remember it vividly. I was going into seventh grade, summer of seventh, sixth grade, going into seventh grade. I just felt like it was it was totally an us versus them mentality. I remember like I had my relatives or I had some cousins watching over the the pay per view. I was like, oh, we're winning, we're winning, and they're like, what do you mean we're winning? You're you're not in the WWF, and I'm like, but we're winning. Like, and then and then the WWF they lost the pay per view. Uh, They lost the kind of control of of their their show. Uh, Whatever happened with that, but uh, yeah, I just remember it being vivid 
kind of vivid in my mind because here was WCW invading WWF and this is kind of like the the culmination of Monday Night Wars ending you know as a kid you don't know like you don't know that you know it it's all staged well you know it's staged but you don't know that you actually think Shane O'Mac you know bought the company and you kind of buy into it and you're like as a kid you're like oh my god like Shane O'Mac's <laughs> invading WWF and now we got to fight for our rights like yeah. you know to to are also going to take over right so as a kid you don't you know you don't know the logistics of it but i felt that angle also could have been so much better i, I felt like the guys who came over from wcw were not the guys that could have led that that rebellion uh the, the big guy was, was booker t really ecw also right you got RBE coming in yeah the i'm pretty sure the dudleys were there before they were that yeah. Yeah, they were. But um, yeah, just guys that we didn't really grow up watching. You're, you're starting to see RVD versus Jeff Hardy, which is like a dream match. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, think about who they could have had. I mean, they could have had Sting. They could have had. I mean, Goldberg yeah. came a little bit later because he fought The Rock at SummerSlam. But yeah. just think about who they who they could have had there. They could have had. I, I mean, here they are bringing guys like Buff Bagwell. You know, Scott Steiner. Yeah. Like. But like they yeah. could have had some huge names that that didn't yeah. come over. They, they they could have done so much with that, and it could have been so much better. But when you look at like I think Team WCW in that uh, that match, the, the Survivor five five man tag team match, like it had Booker T. I think it had the Dudleys in it. Like can't remember off the top of my head who was in it, but it was like it wasn't big names. Like it wasn't the Goldbergs or the Stings or the Hogan. I don't even think Hogan was there because the NWO didn't come till months later. So. You know, had yeah. you introduced Nash and Hall and, and Hogan right off the bat, that whole thing could have been way better. Yeah, they kind of just threw WCW and ECW together. Yeah. So, like, Booker T, DDP, Dudley's, and Rhino. And, yeah. like, Rhino's great, Dudley's awesome, but those guys are ECW guys. And Booker T and DDP were amazing. And they, and they were, like, the top guys, I think, when uh, WCW was bought. But that you know that Sting's amazing, and oh, you wish he was there. And Hogan, obviously, for him to come back, that would have actually been an invasion. Like the NWO coming yeah. in for that, nuts. Or make it like a yeah, it, it could have been dip, you know, better. But I'm sure there was some some contracts and some loyalty involved. Like Sting not leaving. I don't know if that was like because of the contract or whether um, he just didn't want to go. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know the actual reason behind that. Do you know that? With, with I, I I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he was just loyal to to who he fought for. I know he went to TNA after and did some stuff and didn't come to the to the WWF until much later. But imagine mm-hmm. like a team with Sting, Goldberg, DDP. You know, H- Hall, Hogan. It would be crazy. Eh? Or you know, yeah. you could have set it up. You could have had like a DX NWO yeah. sort of sort of battle yeah. there. Like there's so much, and I I just feel like. You know, I gravitated towards that that loyalty, that that teamwork. That I was always a fan of like tag team matches or, or Survivor Series matches because you know it's like an us versus them mentality, and and so I I think that's why I gravitated towards that invasion pay per view as bad as it you know as it was in terms of who came over and and what really happened at that pay per view. But for us, post um, WWF buying uh, WCW and ECW. Now we're able to watch all these WCW guys and ECW guys that we weren't really watching yeah. uh, as frequently as we were these WWF guys, and they get to feud with these guys. So it's it's now you're you're in, you're hooked. Who's all these new guys? Yeah, 
for sure. And you these guys are all top top wrestlers, um, and and they've proved themselves in other companies or around the world. And now they get to fight or wrestle with your guys, and it's it was it was awesome just to mash it all together. Yeah, yeah, and the exposure too. Like we had never heard of some of these guys. Like you know, we very probably heard very little about RVD, and we yeah. know how you know how good he was, and you know we you got know, RVD from Evan, my cousin. He had an RVD action figure, and he's like, man, this guy in uh, ECW, he's crazy. He's he's doing uh, con- what do you do? The concerto. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and the Van Daminator. Just, Van Daminator. Oh, Van Daminator. Wait, concerto. That's who? That was the Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian what? where they take the two uh, chairs. Yeah. yeah. Not concerto. The Van, Van Daminator. Daminator. But, yeah, he was wild. He, he was one of my favorite wrestlers that came in through all that. And I wish he got um, a bigger push. You know, obviously he was going through his own uh, problems and all that, too, on the side of the uh, – like off um, – you know, during travel and all that, but whatever. Uh, he was he was amazing. He could have been a number one guy for sure. Is there anything outside of uh, wrestling, like the toys? I know you mentioned playing with the toys, and, and I remember you had a, a whole collection of toys to play with. What do you remember about playing with those toys? Um, and what were some of your favorite? Um, it was awesome. It was really cool that uh, they would. I don't know how often they would put them out. I don't know if it was like once a month they would put new ones out. But uh, my parents uh, worked in a shop that was uh, in Zeller's and like at least once a week, they'd come back with one of those action figures. And uh, yeah, it's something to look forward to. They, you know, they, they would make the, the, the action figures um, relatable to what was going on in Raw, whether it was like their costume, their weapon or whatever. And uh, yeah, that was my go-to toy growing up—just wrestlers and yeah. uh, making dream matches and and all that. And that was even before the games, like before you know, No Mercy came out. So we're, you're you're making these matches with these guys. And I remember like you coming over, and we'd bring them outside and, and just get the ring and and the Titan Tron and get her going. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, but I remember. Those those were great, but man, the, I remember loving the magazines. Once a month, they would they would release a magazine. And you knew that uh, there was some good good dirt in there, but also you'd get a poster too. That's right. You get a, like a sweet full size poster. I had a collection. Um, yeah, I remember that collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So th- those magazines are really cool. I, I like once I stopped watching wrestling, I actually didn't buy magazines as frequently, you know. Yeah. And then that was kind of the dawn of the like the internet coming out, so you know, but. Yeah, I miss. I kind of miss that. Just looking forward to having something to sit down and read that, sort of like from a program you're watching. It's pretty. It was pretty cool. Pretty unique. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you brought the magazines. I was actually a subscriber to WWE magazine, yeah. and I would look forward at once a month to, to getting that magazine. And I remember my parents when we were when I was moving out of the house, so they actually still had them. I think I got. I think I ended up getting rid of them, but I wanted to keep one. It was a. It was actually a Raw magazine. It wasn't WWE magazine. And it was this one with the Hardy Boys on the cover. And actually, there's a story about Brock Lesnar before he went to the WWE uh, about him uh, being a, uh, a collegiate athlete. Uh, and I kept that that one magazine. It was pretty deadly. But yeah, I, I think the toys. I also had uh, I had a smaller ring than you did. You had the Raw's War ring, I believe. And I had that one. It was like it was attitude. I think it was like mine was like it was called Attitude. It was like a suitcase. It could yes. you could put everything in. You fold it. You know, you fold the, the ring and you could carry it like a suitcase. 
was white, right? Yeah, it was like, white um, with a with the black. White. The mat was white with a black, and yeah. it was like portable. You could put your wrestlers in there. And I had a few. I didn't have as many as you, but I kind of had all the superstars. I had Kurt Angle, you know, The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H. I had a few Hardy Boys toys, but that was that was really about it. Um, and yeah, like you said, the the magazines totally totally into that. I remember, like I said, I was a subscriber probably for about a year or two. I had a ton of magazines, and you're right, the posters were the best part of it because then you could, you know, as a kid, you just put them on on your wall, and you had a whole collection of wrestling wrestling posters. So I thought that was super neat. Um, one thing I have here is a Slim. You remember the Slim Jim commercials? I know it wasn't oh, WWF, but remember Macho Man doing that step into a Slim Jim? Step into a Slim Jim, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that kind of that kind of stuck with me. Uh, I also have XFL. Uh, I remember that's oh, how I got yeah. into football. That's that's how I got in football. I, you know, Vince McMahon comes out with a football league and, you know, oh, I'm in, you know, it's going to be like wrestling, you know, these guys are going to beat each other up and it's nothing like that. No, you know, I thought, oh, these guys see these suplexes and no, just, uh, just another bad football league. But that's how I got into football was, uh, watching the XFL. Man, you remember coach in the dressing room? Yeah. Yeah. With like the cheerleaders dressing room. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Jonathan Coachman. That guy's, that guy's the man. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he did a. Ca- I remember you sent me a cameo from him. I actually have it saved on my computer. Uh, shout out to Jonathan Coachman for doing that. The man, or Michael Cole, uh, The yeah. Rock. M- Michael Cole and The Rock was always the best. Oh, yeah, good chemistry, but The Rock would just rip them apart. Oh yeah, every week. <laughs> CDs. Remember the CDs? I think you had a CD. I had a yeah. CD. Uh, what they call it? Not a. It's like volume, whatever. But they used to. It had a name. I don't. Do you remember the name of that? I don't. The green the one with the green cover. You had the green cover. I had the one with the rock and the the pie, the oh, rock yeah. pie on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember going yeah. to the HMV and buying this. Uh, it was like wrestling themes or whatever. I actually didn't know they released a CD of rap themes for the wrestlers' entrances. I was so mad. I was like listening to this. I'm like, this isn't the DX song. What song is this? It's like some random. You know, random song, some rappers yeah. like Run DMC singing about, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, WWF The Music. And the, the one music. I had was Volume 4. And it was by uh, the legendary Jim Johnston, who oh, did yeah. a lot of the entrance themes, right? He did. For yeah. a lot of the wrestlers. Yeah. Just pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool job. Like, I'm sure obviously all the diehard wrestling fans know that, but. Um, He's kind of a guy who never got the, uh, the you know, the major appreciation of uh, he, he deserved because the, the music's huge. Once, any- once the music hits, it's, it's game on, you know? Now, we, we talked a little bit about the games, talked about WrestleMania 2000, talked a little bit about No Mercy. Um, is there any entrances that, and we'll get to No Mercy in just a second, is there any entrances that, like any entrance songs that you love that you're like, when I make my wrestling character, he's going to have this song? Uh, yeah, there's so many. There's, honestly, I could just go off. The, the second the glass hits with Austin, you know you're in for something. Uh, the Rock's original one, like, if just the If You Smell coming out, yeah. uh, that was unreal, and you know it's on. Um, DX is, is probably yeah. one of my favorite. That's, it's a really cool theme. Um, HBK's is, is a classic. It's unreal. Um, 
I, a random one I always liked was uh, Gangrels. Oh yeah, Gang, Gangrels. Vampire <laughs> music, yeah. Right, like once uh, the beat comes in, it, it's just I don't know why I always liked that one. Um, yeah, those are the ones that first come off my off the top of my mind, and the, and the you know the classic Gong with um, Taker, you know. Yeah. That it's legendary. Still could use that. And you you weren't it, a fan of the uh, Keep Rolling version I of the undertaker i actually love the biker version of the undertaker it was the best the guy comes out in a harley like that's that's awesome i, I feel like uh, they had this uh the this uh this love for link was it uh, not lincoln park uh, limp biscuit limp biscuit okay. there was this pay-per-view uh i think it was wrestlemania x7 the my way check out that yeah. promo that's yeah. a deadly promo with the rock and austin oh, yeah. uh my way yeah. or the highway that's that is a great promo with music and and footage and it's it's great and i feel like they also loved creed remember creed do you remember creed you know uh my sacrifice that one there was another pay-per-view i think was no mercy or something like that where where they had creed music playing in the background hey and they were bumping at the time and they were you're right yeah people talk talk bad about them now but like yeah, my sacrifice. You got Jeff Hardy jumping off a ladder into, you know, who knows what. And, yeah, yeah it, it made sense at the time. Yeah, for but sure. Also, um, I always loved uh, Triple H's entrance music. Yeah. Like, the whether game? it was Motorhead or... Yeah, it was, he's, it, was, it was awesome. Even just his whole entrance just was sweet. Yeah. But, yeah, what about you? For me, it was, uh, it was definitely The Rock. I like yeah. the uh, the edge theme, you know, the you think you know me. Yeah. That was I thought yeah. that was really cool. Uh, again, Hard, Hardy Boys, I always thought that was neat. Uh, but Who yeah, had, uh, didn't the Edge have uh, Never Gonna Stop Me? Yeah, you yeah. also had that one. Yeah, that was a cool yeah. one. Yeah. Rob Zombie, Rob right? Zombie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was oh, a that cool. Was awesome. That was a cool intro. Uh, yeah. The Y2J, the break the walls down, I thought was yeah. really cool. The countdown was. Yeah, I just like he just amped you up when you when you saw you. Like, oh, Jericho's coming out. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I'll just throw a kind of a random one in there. Blue Meanie, remember Blue Meanie? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Blue Meanie was uh, was kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about No Mercy, the video game, because I feel like that kind of made an impact in our lives, being huge N sixty four fans, and it possibly being, I would say, probably the best wrestling video game. Uh, for for its time, it, I thought it did things that that people hadn't come up with at the time. What was, was it not the only like WCW didn't have a THQ game, right? They did actually. So all WCW games were made by THQ for the oh, most yeah. part. So they okay. they made the WCW NWO uh, Revenge, I think, was the the oh, game. THQ and Ukes, remember Ukes? Ukes, yeah, I don't remember Jack. Was it Jacks maybe or something? Like that? I don't know. AKI, I just remember AKI Man, who was a fake oh. wrestler in WCW. Um, they were THQ, but I, I don't know why that for some reason No Mercy just clicked. It, for some reason, it was better than every other game that, that, that was out, for sure. Yeah, I, I think maybe the introduction of, like, I think they had ladder matches for the first time in that game. I think you go backstage and fight and put people through tables. I think there was table matches in there too. I thought that was super neat. The storyline, I don't know if you remember, but you know, if you did one thing, it would make you go one way. And if you did another thing, you would go another way. It would change the storyline. I didn't remember that. Yeah. So there's, there's neat stuff about that. Um, 
I, and I think you could probably agree with the making of the wrestlers. You got to put yourself in the video game. It was the best. And and then you, we were able to make these guys that were coming in from ECW and WCW. Like, they obviously weren't the best. I, I feel like there was a – maybe at one point, once the internet was, was starting to – you know, once we were on there, I think you could look on the internet how to create this guy the best way. Because I remember we were making some characters that were like – pretty good like making an rvd that was clean yeah like rvd you know yeah I remember. That what we did? did we do that we i remember making a few of those guys i think it was in your game not my game because all my oh. game was all my buddies and i yeah. my i called myself italian firebird sal believe it or not that was my i don't know a firebird like i i don't know where that came from i had long red hair and i had these that came from actually i don't know exactly but that red sweater you had oh yeah Drake. yeah <laughs> lived in that thing yeah i don't I, know if remember that sweater back i do in remember the, that back in the 90s but that thing was awesome we'll talk about that on our skateboard podcast oh yes. uh, that yeah that was my skateboard good. wear um yeah. but uh i do remember making myself but i do remember in the game that you had because i we you know if we were at your house we play your game if we were at my house we play my game i remember in that game uh you had i think just incredible i think was the guy we made in there I don't yeah. know if you remember him and uh, um, who else was in there. I think yeah, RVD was another guy. You might have even made Sabu maybe before. Before and I remember my cousin Evan uh, would make his character. And Tyler Ash. Tyler Ash. I remember and that. He did that. I don't know if this is like a way wrestlers pick their actual wrestling name, but he picked his middle name, Tyler. And the street he lived on, which was Ashland, so Tyler Ash, which was perfect. And, yeah, he had a pretty cool character. He kind of looked like uh, RVD with short hair, I remember. But nice. it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, I I, uh, I remember making guys in WrestleMania 2000. I made a guy, I was like some army guy with like gray hair. And I can't remember, I called him Sergeant something. Like, not Sergeant Slaughter, but like it was like, you know, Sergeant, like Sarge. Like just yeah. I don't know, just terrible, terrible names. It was endless, so I don't even think they capped out. How many people did they cap? I think it did. I think it did cap yeah. out. Yeah. But it was full. Like if we were to go back and and turn it on, like it'd be hilarious to oh, see. Oh, for sure. Who we made? I remember making like our parents, our teachers, our siblings. Like it was ridiculous. I, re- I remember that me and you and Jeremy made a faction. So remember X Factor with Albert. Uh, yeah, just incredible and X Pack. You remember? Oh, yeah. You remember our names? I was Vin Pack. You were Dom Credible, and Jer was Gerbert. 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 <laughs> the play on the man, Albert. <laughs> he just didn't have the uh, the hairy chest. Yet. Yeah, the hairy chest with the, the the countless piercings. Yeah, and I have like nipple piercings. Yeah, like, he was. Yeah, what? he was. Uh, he was a uh, very interesting wrestler. Yeah, now isn't he like a de- developmental coach there? He might be. Yeah, I don't know. He's got. All, he's, I think he's all tatted up now. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we get to our top fives, because I know we're we're kind of running long here. What do you think of wrestling now? The product that's out there now. How do you feel about it? How has it changed? Really, I was really hyped on uh, AEW when it was coming out. I was like right into it. You know, watching all the pay per views. Um, try not to tune in to uh, Dynamite. Um, and I was really enjoying it. Like Jericho going there, 
obviously got me really interested. But then you got the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, um, and I really liked uh, MGF too. And then you got the um, oh, what's their team name? The Jurassic uh, Jurassic Express. Yeah, the Express. They're awesome. Like, and there's so many good wrestlers there. But uh, I just feel like um, I'm sure they're doing an amazing job still, and like they're still putting on a good show, but. Me personally, I don't know why. It's just hard to watch without a crowd. But you know, what are they going to do? It's 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 COVID. It's uh it's a pandemic, and they're doing what they can. I'm I'm sure a lot of people are still loving it and enjoying the entertainment. But yeah, me personally, it's it's been hard for me to tune in every week when um you know it's just you don't have that crowd reaction. Another another thing I wanted to go over was uh um I've gone to a couple live events while living out here. So I live near vancouver bc and and they're lucky enough to have uh shows growing up wwe shows and uh where me and vin grew up we never had any besides like way back in the day at the garden before our time yeah yeah i remember i went there and um anyways so yeah we're, we're i'm lucky enough to go to a few shows here i think i've gone to four and uh it's just a different environment like back then when we were watching the crowd was like almost you, literally a part of the show. Everybody brought a sign. Uh, you while you're watching TV, you're reading people's signs. What's going on? The wrestlers are inter- interacting with the fans, and I just feel like that's kind of gone. You know, like we, we go to these shows now, and we, me and Brittany, brought a sign. Me and uh, my girlfriend, we're like the only people there with a sign. Like they used to be just full. That's the thing you do. You know, or like you know, chirp the wrestlers, whatever. You know, get them going. But yeah, I just feel like that that's kind of gone but anyways it's it's still good to go check out but uh yeah i feel like today's wrestling is they're all really talented and all that but i haven't really been able to get into like any real storylines in in wwe in quite some time um but yeah i maybe it's just because we grew up watching something different yeah or we we just grew up that's that's what happened we grew up and and you know maybe kids feel the same way about wrestling that we did I mean, I don't even know if kids watch wrestling nowadays, but right about AEW, I was kind of stoked when it came out, kind of had uh, feelings of uh, WCW kind of going against the man here. But uh, I don't know. I, you're right. It, it, it has been tough, especially with COVID, to get behind. Um, you know, I try and tune in when I can to, to WWE. But uh, for me, it just, I don't know. There's there's something missing. I don't know if it's just that now everybody who's who's in WWE is they're just athletes. They're not I don't want to say they're not wrestlers. They're very much that you know they put their time in, and you know they've they've gone through the indie scenes to get to where they are. But I just feel like it's like a different style of, of wrestling. You know, it's more athletic. It's more you know um, I don't want to say flips, but you know they 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 can do a lot more than what we what we saw back in the day. And, and it isn't always a bad thing, but I feel like yeah, it's you're right. It is a different type of wrestling, but it's also just a different type of show. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's not as unpredictable. It's not as, edgy. As a, it's not edgy, and it can't be edgy because it's you know it's let's say it's you know thirteen. It's for thirteen year olds, right? Yeah. So you yeah. can't you can't be putting out a product that you know when we were watching it was probably for eighteen year olds. But which is like if if that's what you know obviously WWF's uh, or WWE's investors and their company that's that's the direction they want to go in, and that's totally cool. So then when we found out about AEW, and I'm sure tons of other people that were in our similar situation got super stoked about AEW coming out. And, and I still am, and I, I hope it's still, you know, I, I do want to get into it, and I'm looking forward to who they do sign in the future. But, yeah, just just me personally, without the fans, it's just 
It's not that it's bad. It's just kind of it's just hard to to watch for me personally. Yeah, you want yeah. that pop, you know. When something yeah. happens, you want the crowd yeah. to lose it. You know, when that that mysterious guy who you know you've been waiting for the company to sign finally yeah. signs and shows up at a Royal Rumble, you want the crowd to lose their mind, and and that's what makes wrestling uh, wrestling. I think is is that crowd interaction, and I think that's definitely something we're missing during COVID, and I think it's yeah. definitely affected uh, the the product as well. Um, Let's wrap it up here. Uh, we have, and we can talk about this. We go back and forth. I don't know how you want to do this. You want to do like a snake draft? Like you pick one, I pick two, yeah. and then you pick. So we'll, we'll pick. Oh, no, no. Let's just go back and forth. Let's back, go back and forth. One. Okay. Yeah. So one and one. So you pick one, I pick yeah. one, you pick one. Yeah. Okay. Let's tell okay. So uh, what we have set up for those listening, uh, we have a Survivor Series match between me and Dom. He picks five, I pick five. And uh, depending on where you're listening to, maybe you can decide whose team is better, whose team would win a Survivor Series on a five-man tag team match. Uh, we I picked wrestlers. Also, Go ahead. We uh, we tried to set it around um, that era that we're talking about. Yeah. So excluding like anybody from the '80s and anybody kind of after our time. So kind of yeah. had to have wrestled. Uh, during the uh, late 90s, like 99, 2000, 2001, 2002. So you may or may not see, you might be like, well, you know, this guy was such a great wrestler in 97. Well, unfortunately, we weren't the craziest fans then. So we tried to stick to wrestlers that were popular during our time. So Dom, uh, because it was my idea, I'm going to let you pick first and uh, and start her off here. Okay. Okay. Uh, who's your team? Go. Let's say who's your team captain. Let's call him your team captain here. Team cap. I have to go with uh, the guy. Who I'm, I'm wearing a shirt. I have to go with Stone Cold. Team cap. He was he was my guy. I have to go with him. He was so entertaining. He ran the ring. He hit the ropes extremely hard. He dropped the what? How do you pronounce it? Luz, res. What, what do you call that? Luthes <laughs> press. The Luthes yeah. press. Yeah. Luthes press. Stunners. Uh, he was amazing. He was he was unreal. Yeah, first team captain, good rep for WWF. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, for me, and I'm sure this is probably predictable where we're going with this. For me, my number one pick is The Rock. Uh, yeah. He's my man. He was you know the entertainer. He was so good on the mic. Uh, he just made the show so much entertaining, and he was a really good wrestler. And you know, for me, when when he came back in. I think it was 2011. I just remember like that reaction, that pop. I was like so stoked that he came back. I'm like, this, this is what the company needs to like, you know, get going. And so for me, it is the rock, my team cap, lock it up. Yeah. The two, I'd say the two, you know, number, number one and two guys at yeah, that time. I think so. And it, it's interchangeable whether you, you could choose the rock over stone cold. They were, you know, the two different guys, they, they wrestled well together. Um, and yeah, they competed to be the guy and, you know, it didn't matter who was the, the champ. You knew that one of those two guys was going to do a good job. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. For my second pick, I don't know if, um, this counts cause he kind of left the company for a little bit, but I'm going to pick HBK. I knew you, I knew you were going to say that. I'll allow it. I had him on my list oh, as well. I'll allow you it. Did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you weren't going to take him, if, if you weren't going to take him, I was going to take him. So, okay. Well, obviously he was in his prime, like just before, um, you know, that this era. But uh, he did come back, and he was still good after his his back surgery. But 
HBK in his prime is a showstopper. Uh, Mr. WrestleMania, you know he's always going to put on a show. And even late in his career when he came back from the back injury, he was amazing. That match uh, with Taker for the retirement, was both of them, was, you could say that's one of the best matches of all time. Um, yeah, yeah, HBK. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with the man who's had the illustrious career of over 30 years, and, and that is The Undertaker. I, I just think he... If it wasn't if it wasn't for Stone Cold or The Rock, I, I think he would have been the guy. And I, I feel like when those guys were injured, you know, he was the guy who he would fill in and he would he would be the man. And you know, he's been the man for so long. That's why everybody wants to fight him at WrestleMania, right? He had the streak. Fortunately, it was broken. Uh, but you know, he had such a he had, he's had such a great career. And I think that you know it would do him a disservice not to pick him. So uh, Undertaker for me at number two. He's the he's the best character that that Vince made, like straight up. He and and for how long he's been doing this, pretty not not exactly the same character, but pretty much the same character. And it's still just talking about him and his old career. I'm sure it's giving you chills, like it's giving me chills. But the guy did everything he could for the company. He's the man. Every time you hear the gong, you know it's on. Um, yeah, take it. I want. Good, I want. I want biker Not version. I want the biker version of the Undertaker. I take. <laughs> no, you can't take regular Undertaker. Okay, I get biker version and regular Undertaker. Love Jack. it doesn't work like that. <laughs> okay, man. Are you actually taking biker? No, I'm ta- I'm taking regular Undertaker. Man. Yeah, yeah. Regular cool. Undertaker. It's a good pick. You kind of threw a uh, a bone in my plans here because he was going to be my big man. But seeing as you did take my big man, I have another one, but I'm going to wait. Um, instead, I'm going to take, uh, as my third pick, the game, Triple H. I always loved him. You know, he, he wasn't uh, always seen as the most likable guy, whether he was with Stephanie um, or when he got away from uh, DX and did his own thing. But I always liked him. Uh, the guy blew out his... Uh, Force quad. Did he not? Was it one? It was both. Was it one or two in that match? Uh, I think you're thinking of. I know Vince blew both his quads in the match. Vince, but Triple H did. did uh, blow, I know he's he's blown lots of things, and I, yeah, I know he tore his pec. Know. Remember, he tore his pec. This was recent, but he tore his pec in the match. Well, the guy's an animal. The guy's a complete animal. Um, and now what he's doing, I, I think he's the guy to kind of put WWE in the right direction. So hopefully, he gets. Uh, creative control with you know the team behind him that he's confident with but he was there he was you know whenever it wasn't Stone Cold The Rock or Taker it's, it's Triple H he's, he's the game for sure okay so, did, I, got, I gotta look up what he did in that match because he finished the match and I thought it was his quad could have been he, he went off for remember and then he came back yeah and that's I think when he had that game persona right where he was yeah. spitting the water and stuff like that yeah, but oh, I can't remember the exact injury, but I'm sure whoever's listening and, you know, is a fan of wrestling will know and I maybe know. send a comment. I'll look it up right after this. Oh, they'll be like, you guys are not wrestling fans. You don't know what happened, oh, Triple H. I don't have, I, I'm not the best fact guy, but yeah, we were there. We're doing this off memory, guys. Like, yeah, we lived yeah. through this. I don't, I, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't yeah. even know what I ate for breakfast, so. <laughs> okay, for me, I'm going to go undersized here. I am going to go with Y2J. Uh, I just feel like I, I know 
during our era, you know, he was kind of like that intercontinental guy. I mean, he did become undisputed champ um, when we were kids, but I just feel like he just didn't get the respect that he deserved. And he was such a good wrestler and, you know, he did so many cool things and I know he had, you know, he did some WCW things and, and whatnot and uh, we can maybe take that into account. But yeah, he was just so good and, you know, he's still wrestling today. And I, I just think, again, I, maybe I'm just taking guys who are good on the mic, um, maybe aside from The Undertaker, great on the mic, but never really, you know, cut need to cut those promos. But uh, I just feel like Y2J uh, kind of summarizes our era. Y2K, Y2J, we're big fans during the 2000s. So uh, for me, Y2J is my man. Yeah, like even though he was in the intercontinental scene, I feel like he totally could have been the, the guy. You know, he wasn't the tallest, like all these, you know, didn't really have the exact same look. But I just feel like at the time, that's the only thing that was hindering him. You, we knew and so did everyone watching that he was unreal. He's, yeah. he's the guy. He's so entertaining. He could kill it in the ring, kill it on the mic. His feud with HBK is one of the best feuds, I think, out there. Like, that, going back and watching that's unreal. And he did have a good match with Shawn Michaels at Mania, didn't he? Oh yeah, it, it was yeah, like a year long. Uh, it was like a year long feud, and, and it only um, it was only supposed to be like I think a couple months, and it was so good that they're like, okay, let's bring this to. Yeah. Uh, they have a ladder time. match or something like that at WrestleMania. I can't remember. There's blood, yeah. tons of blood in it. I remember it might have been the last match where there was blood. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, good pick. I knew you were gonna pick him. To be honest, I thought he was gonna be your first pick because I know you're a diehard Jericho fan. Huge Y2J fan, but no, The Rock is my boy. Yeah. So. You had to take yeah, that. I had to because if I didn't, you would have. So, yeah, he probably would have been my second. Anyways, that was that was a good pick. Okay, for my uh, this is my fourth, right? Yeah, two more. So for my fourth, um, do you want to actually for this one? Guess who I'm gonna pick? I want to see what you think. Uh, I got it lined up, but I just want to see what you think. I got a list here too. I don't know. I think you might be going RVD. He's, he's on my list, but not this pick. But he's there. He's there. That's a, I'm, I'm a big RVD guy. But uh, I'm going to pick uh, Mick Foley, Mankind. Okay, cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always been a, a Mick Foley fan. Um, what he did uh, at the time was, for me, not growing up watching any kind of other wrestling like ECW and all that, he definitely uh, broke a lot of barriers for the whole, you know, hardcore scene and, and a guy like him to be the champ. When we we're talking about Jericho, who's at least, you know, a fit guy, you know, good looking guy. Then you've got Mick Foley carrying the strap, but he might've been one of the, and, and as a baby face and as a good guy, yeah. like usually Vince would want, uh, like if he's not going to be, you know, that kind of athletic build or whatever, he's going to be the heel, right? Yeah. He's going to be the bad guy, but Mick Foley is the, he was the good guy. He's got DX carrying him after he wins the belt. Confetti going crazy. It was awesome. Or him going off the hell in the cell. Like every, everything he did, you know, he's, he's going to give 110%. Great on the mic. Um, and he's not going to lose this Survivor Series uh, match, you know? He's going to come to the end. You only got champions on your team, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so uh, I'm glad you went mankind because uh, I'm all I'm gonna take an underrated pick here, and that is there's a couple guys that I had in mind, but uh, this guy I just feel like is so so underrated. And uh, maybe you can maybe I'll give you a chance. You guess who I'm gonna pick? I'm telling you that he's underrated. underrated. Yeah, big guy or little guy? Medium sized. Eddie? 
Yeah. No, he's not not underrated, but at that time, you know, coming in. For me, it's Kurt Angle. Kurt yeah, Angle. Like, uh, awesome. it, he was he was deadly. He was I, everyone hated him. Everyone hated Kurt Angle. And I know he, he just came back to the WWE like a year ago, two years ago. He was a commissioner, and I don't know. It just like at the time, like you know, he's doing angle slams, and you know, he was this you know this guy, and everyone's yelling, "You suck!" and and that still it still happens today, and he's loving it. You know, he, he's he's taking that all in, and it just feels like the guy you you loved to hate, and it just like it just went over so well with the fans that. That I feel like he's one of those guys that's totally underrated. I think he won a King of the Ring one year. You know, he was you know King Angle and, and doing all that that stuff. And then you know he won the champ and uh, the the championship belt. And he also you know he, I, he had that match with Brock, and that was maybe a little bit after you know we were we were um, fans. But it, it was at WrestleMania, and and I just feel like this guy is such a warrior in the ring. And uh, I know he had his his own troubles, like many of these other wrestlers have. But uh, I feel like Kurt Angle is super underrated. Yeah, he came in obviously an Olympic gold athlete, but he forgive me or um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he had any. Obviously, he had real, uh, you know, wrestling under his belt. But I don't think he had any other, you know, training other than that, which yeah. like obviously huge. But just to be on the mic, he came. He came out. Came on the mic. He was a pro. Like yeah. he had it down, he, he he did it. He was he came in so easily. Like it see, it looked like it was effortless. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. He, how many times that guy broke his neck? I know it's crazy. That guy just kept going. No wonder. No wonder why he you know ended up down that that path. But yeah, it's crazy. Guy did it, and the, and that match with Brock is when he did that uh, that uh, not moonsault. Brock, what did he do? The uh, what's yeah, that? The, the shooting star. Oh. Star press, yeah, and he uh, or shooting—it's not press, is it? Shooting, shooting star, star, the flip there, yeah, off the turnbuckle, and he almost broke his neck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. that. That's a good pick. I didn't—I uh, wouldn't have not have guessed that, but that's a good one. Okay. Uh, so this is my final pick, right? Yeah. So yeah, so I have HBK, Stone Cold, Triple H, Mick Foley, and uh, seeing as you took Taker, I'm gonna need a big man. And I'm going to pick his brother. At the time, Kane was, I mean, you know, throughout his career, he was amazing. But at the time, scariest guy on TV, hands down, Kane. When I was a kid, that guy's Kane terrifying. scared me. Like, you know, he's the guy. And then when, <laughs> he had that feud, like Taker and Kane, and Paul Bear was on Kane's side. <laughs> Like it's just ridiculous, but yeah, I'm gonna. I, I need a big man. I gotta. Who's Taker's gonna run show if I don't pick Kane? Yeah, for sure. No, totally. Uh, I thought you were actually gonna take another big man, and because you're not taking this guy, I'm. I'm gonna take him, and I'm gonna. I was thinking about taking RVD, but I already have an undersized guy in, in Jericho, and uh, my my next. Awesome. Yeah. Big guy. Big guy. Yeah. Big show. Big show. Yeah. Big show, okay. man. Uh, it's the real big show tonight. Uh, and <laughs> that's that's why I'm taking him. But I just feel like I feel like he kind of epitomizes what we watched as kids growing up. I mean, RVD came in a little bit later. And we're, again, we were both huge RVD fans um, at the time. But I feel like big show is just, you know, he you know, might have not been the champ at the time. But I think he took part in that WrestleMania, that fatal four-way um, with the McMahons in each corner. I think he was in that one. And, um, you know, he just, again, an underrated guy. 
uh, kind of mid-card around that time. You know, he did be, I think he became Tramp later, kind of uh, had the show. Now he's got his own Netflix series called uh, The Big Show or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. He's a terrible, I've seen that episode or two. He's a terrible actor. The worst. Hey, but good, 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 good guy, though. Good guy. He's so good. He's on my team. So. Want him to hear this, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't want him to hear this. He might, he might have a, he might squish me or something. But so I've, I, I've rounded off with the Big Show. So I got The Rock, Taker, Y2J, Kurt Angle, and the Big Show. You got Stone Cold, HBK, Triple H, Mankind, and Kane. Might have to, we might have to sim- simulate this in No Mercy or something oh, like that. See, that. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Smack, Smackdown, shut yeah. your mouth or something. I don't even know if you can have five man tags. I know you could have three man tags, but five man wow. tags. Yeah, if uh, anybody actually hears this, tell us who you think would uh, yeah. take the win if yeah. they went to Survivor Series. This is cl- that's close, man. You add Big Show, that that adds a whole other element. Yeah, you got Undertaker and Big Show. Cool so big guys, yeah. You got yeah. Mr. Socko though. You got six people on your team, so Mr. Socko, Socko. <laughs> I was like, wait, did I pick a six? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mr. Sahako. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, there's a few things. There's a few, yeah. few I thought, little... Uh, yeah, I thought Al Snow was going to be your last pick, but I guess he didn't make the cut. <laughs> Where's Gangrel? Gangrel. You know, maybe wow. we'll do another wrestling podcast. We'll go, you know, Survivor Series of the five most underrated guys wow, in the WWE. We'll throw out Gangrel and Al Snow and, and Blue Meanie and, and Mosh and Thrasher and all those guys. I felt I felt like uh, while I was making the list, it's like you know it's kind of predictable who you're gonna pick. But if you don't pick them, you're not winning Survivor Series, you know. Yeah. But I had a yeah. couple. I had a couple guys here. The guys that I I have still left on this list: Flair, uh, yeah, uh, RVD. Count, uh, Flair counts. I thought Flair yeah. counts, but yeah, Flair okay. was kind of old when we started watching. Uh, I had Brett, which was kind of before our time yeah. a little bit. Brett would have been really good. I knew you were gonna have that. Brock Lesnar, that was just yeah. kind of after our time, just kind of getting into the scene. And Hogan, Hogan, like not Prime Hogan. If it was Prime Hogan, it'd be a different yeah. story. But yeah, not Prime Hogan. I had um, Jeff Hardy just because yeah. he's the man. Uh, RVD, and then I had Taker, which you chose, um, and I had Jericho. And uh, those were yeah, and you obviously I had The Rock, but he was your first pick. But um, yeah, that was pretty much my list. Yeah, if I didn't take The Rock at one, I would have taken HBK at one, and I just feel like I feel like HBK is uh, you know I don't want to knock on Stone Cold and The Rock. I mean they're they're amazing at what they did. I just feel like HBK is is the WWE. I, I feel yeah. like he is the WWE or WWF, whatever. Like he. I know Stone Cold and the Rock were, but like I just feel like HBK was like he's like that trailblazer. For sure, dude. You imagine if HBK was going toe to toe, healthy, the exact same, and coming up also. Like once he left uh, his tag team, like imagine he was at the exact same time as Stone Cold and the Rock. It would have been, been insane. Insane. That's yeah. It would have been crazy, but you literally just what a couple of years. Where he just took a break and and Stone Cold and The Rock and Taker were and Triple H, you know, everybody was yeah. was did a, did a job to take over. But man, imagine like that would have been nuts for sure. Yeah, I think we're gonna end it there, Dom. I think I've got my wrestling fill in for the night. I hope you did yeah. too. Any 
concerns, questions before we end this? No, just that, like, if anybody uh, actually hears this, uh, feel free to comment or send us a message. Just uh, your top five, your Survivor Series five pick of that era. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'd be fun to compare. Maybe we missed somebody that, you know, should be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, who do you think would win between mine and Ben's teams? Um, and, yeah, if you have any other ideas or any other inputs about um, – ideas for podcasts or even just uh, topics of wrestling or just your favorite wrestling mem- uh, memory just uh, let us know it'd be fun to see it for sure as always Dom it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, I guess we can end it with now we know the title of the of the podcast so I guess we could tell our viewers what we what we say all the time it's on it's on it's on, and down. It's on. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and we hope you uh, stay around and listen to some more. Peace. Ciao. Ciao.